1: we get to that point where the switch is thrown and the level of understanding has reached a higher level where they go, okay, I think I get you and I'm prepared to have another go with this. Let's work out how we can do this better.
0: When two parties find themselves in dispute, they are very often unable to move forward. Today's guest is Craig Anderson, a nationally accredited mediator. He has a wealth of experience as a senior pastor leadership coach, and as a mediator. He has helped many couples, churches, and businesses resolve conflict. We'll be discussing some of the keys of mediation, how we can further understand conflict, and how to solve it. That's Craig Anderson, our guest today, with myself, Brett Ryan, for Focus on the Family Australia. Well, welcome to the program. Hi, Brett. It's so great to meet you, and thanks for all that you're doing with Focus on the Family. Oh, well, you've already won my heart now. <laughs> I'll pay you later. Okay. So tell us a little bit about Craig Anderson. So I've been a pastor for about 42 years,
1: and recently I retired from that role and put a great young couple in charge of the church that I'd been leading. And about four years ago, I did some training to be a mediator. And in church leadership, uh, throughout the years, you do a lot of work helping people to resolve conflicts. So I kind of yeah. had the people skills. I did a course called National Mediation Accreditation Scheme, and so I'm now accredited as a mediator. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been great just helping people, knowing how to work with people, but also now knowing a process that's really helpful to so help So there is people. a science. Yeah, that's right, and it's been well categorized and trained and in ways that give you some really good
0: process that helps a lot. So tell us about your dynamics of your family.
1: Okay, so I'm really blessed. My wife, Chris, and I have been together for 44 years. Uh, that's how long we've been married. We've actually been together 50 years this year. <laughs> oh, congratulations. So, um, yeah, and uh, we're very happy together, and we have four amazing sons. They're all married with kids, so we have 11 grandkids. Wow. And uh, it's just been a joy seeing God work through their lives as they grew up and did all the different things that they're doing in their jobs and their ministry life.
0: Very much so, very much so. And as you said, as a pastor, you were doing this probably intuitively, but then to expand and make this as a profession, a mediator. So what's the difference between mediation and counseling?
1: So mediation is working with people who have a position and interests. A position is where you say, this is what has to happen. It has to be like this. Mm -hmm. Interest is why does it have to happen? So behind those places where people feel like this has got to change or I don't like this, there's usually an interest behind that. Whereas counselling, when you're dealing with people in that sense, we're really working with the origins of problems, which can date back to childhood sometimes or Mm -hmm. teenage years when people have been through tough times and difficulties. They may be carrying hurts and unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Those things are relevant, but in mediation, we're dealing more with the issues at hand today and finding out what is that person's interest or the reasons why they hold their position Mm -hmm. and help them to understand one another.
0: So what would be the benefit of, say, an example of a couple going through mediation rather than going through counseling. Mm.
1: If when I'm dealing with a couple, if I gain the impression that one of them or both of them are really hurting from long-standing issues, I would encourage them to see a counselor on right. a one-to-one basis. Yep. And you know, bring them through healing in that sense and then come together and let's mediate the issues that you are in conflict with right now. Mm-hmm. What do you fight about? What is it that you are really upset with one another about? Mm -hmm. And work through that. I can help them to resolve that conflict.
0: Right. And that would be the same thing with regard to churches.
1: That's right. And I think if we were really open and honest, we'd understand that every relationship has conflict, Mm. whether it's with siblings, with spouse, with your workplace, with school, with uni, with Being in the military or whatever, there's always conflict in every kind of relationship. And the reality is that there's good conflict and bad conflict. Good conflict is when you work through it, you bring a resolution, and you learn about each other and understand. Yeah. Bad conflict is where you either avoid or you remain upset. Offended, unforgiving, and the conflict has created pain and um, has the domino
0: negative effect, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, in your experience, what are the types of examples that you are commonly exposed to with conflict, especially in uh, Australian couples and families?
1: I think families and couples that are going through tough times, it's really common in our society. And I think, as you would know, through COVID, things have even got worse. Yeah. Apparently, the divorce rate has gone up through Mm -hmm. this last three or four years. And I think what couples are facing right now is cost of living increases. Yeah. And it's been a struggle. They've sometimes had to work from home and do school at home as well through COVID. Yeah. And, you know, I was just reading today how some couples in their 30s and 40s are in burnout right now because of what's happened over the last few years. And when you add in all those factors into a couple's life where they feel like, I'm not happy anymore, yeah, I'm not enjoying this relationship, conflicts can arise about almost any issue. Yeah. And they really need some help to resolve it.
0: Very much so. And so, when you're confronted with a situation where they're just coming from a different view, but they also have a desire to resolve it. Yes. So, that's the reason why they're coming to see a mediator. Exactly. Going, look, we're in an impasse. Mm. We just can't come to an agreement. Yeah. We love each other. We care for each other. Mm. We just can't resolve this issue. But that's the same thing with businesses and churches. Exactly. So, take us through like an example of a client coming to see you. Where do you start? And this is
1: what you mentioned is so important, that both parties coming to a mediation must be in agreement that I want to resolve this issue. Yeah. I don't want to walk away. I don't want to just come and vent to this person and then walk away. I actually want things to be better, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. So they must come to that mediation with that frame of mind, what I call coming in good faith. And as I sit down with people in the mediation scenario, I find almost every time the first few minutes, maybe up to an hour, hour and a half, is really tough and there's a lot of angst, there's a lot of pain. Yeah. But it's almost like you get to the point where a switch is thrown and people start going, you know, I kind of understand why you do what you do, why you say what you say. I don't agree with it, I don't like it, but I
0: get it. Mm. and Maybe we can do this different. How can we change things going forward? Yeah. And I think that's sometimes the light bulb aha moment is that yeah. they can actually see it from the other person's point of view, that uh, I never thought about it from that. Now that you do, now that I'm aware of it, mm. what can we do to move forward? Yeah. The aspect of seeing someone in a situation where there's this tension, there's this conflict, it's not going well but I want to get better. I want to resolve this. Is it a matter of compromise or is it you trying to get the win-win? Because if one person wins and the other person loses, you both lose. Yeah, exactly. But when it's a a win-win, it's not necessarily a compromise, is it? Mm.
1: And in mediation, you're going to ask the two parties to come up with their own answers or what we call options to move forward forward. Or well, maybe we could try this, or what if we did that, or how about if we stopped doing this, or what if we did try something new? Yeah. So they're coming up with the ideas. As a mediator, I don't give them the ideas of what needs to change. I create a perfect atmosphere for really good communication and really effective listening. Yeah. And it's like providing with them a safe space to talk. And I'll ask them, look, you're not allowed to abuse each other or speak disrespectfully to each other. You need to speak kindly in this process and don't interrupt the other person unless you're asking a clarifying question. Mm.
0: Okay? Easier said than done, isn't it? Yeah. All these people are saying, you know, that verse that always challenges, be quick to listen, slow to speak, exactly. and slow to become angry. Yeah. We're very good at getting our speaking and our anger, but we're not very good listening. So what is good listening?
1: That is such a great question, Brett. And
0: Well, I'm here to listen to what you have to say. <laughs>
1: You know, I'm 66, so I've probably had a lot of life experience. However, in the last five years, I've just really learned about how listening is a supernatural gift. It is actually one of the most powerful things that you can do to really make relationships work. Mm. And most of us know that listening to respond is not really the way to go. We need to listen to understand.
0: Very good.
1: And the best way to do that is to do reflective questions. So if you say to me, look, I had a bad day today, Craig, you know, this happened and that happened. and I'll, I can say back to you, Brett, this is what I hear you saying. You had a bad day today, yeah. this happened and that happened. And if I got the perception a bit wrong, you can change it so I got a better understanding. Yeah. And I can then ask another reflective question say, well, how did that make you feel, Brett? mm You know, and instead of listening to respond where my mind is going through, okay, this is what I'm going to say when you're finished.
0: Stop moving your little furry lips until (laughs) I want to have my say.
1: Yeah. If we're doing that, we're actually not taking in what that other person's saying. Yeah. So, if we listen to understand, it's a huge benefit.
0: From that point of view, you're mentioning that we all have conflict in any relationship, no matter where it is, we're going to have conflict. Is the absence of conflict necessarily healthy?
1: Well, there is two kinds of conflict, good conflict and bad conflict. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned before, in every relationship, there will be some measure of conflict. Uh, It's just because we're human beings, and no two human beings are completely the same. Mm -hmm. They will have different thoughts and ideas and values and what they think is important, what they love and they don't love. And so we will have disagreements. So it's how you handle it. It's important. Yeah. Don't avoid conflict. Learn how to work through it. That's
0: so good. Our guest today is Craig Anderson. We're talking about mediation. And you're listening to Focus on the Family, Australia. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au. Well, welcome back to Focus on the Family Australia. I'm Brett Ryan, and we're speaking to Craig Anderson. He's our guest this week on Focus on the Family And we're talking about mediation. Mediation is to resolve conflict. And in relationships, conflict is inevitable. So why do we have conflict in the first place? Why is there so much conflict around?
1: The reason we have conflict is because we have different values. We all think what is important to me and what is important to you is probably a little bit different. Yep. So if I'm talking to a couple and I say to them like this, imagine you were given $10,000 tomorrow. What would you do with that money? The husband goes, oh, at last we can service the car. It hasn't been done for months. It's just yep. about breaking down. And the wife goes, no, we need to paint the baby's room. You know, we've got a baby coming soon. We need to have it all ready for them. So they've got two different values about this one issue of how to spend yeah. that money. So how will they get through that? decision-making process, if they are not open to talking about it, you know, helpfully, there'll be a conflict.
0: Yeah. And that's the exact thing is that there's so many different variables that can lead to conflict. And yeah. we often say the healthy relationship isn't the absence of conflict. It's how you resolve exactly. the conflict. Yeah. Many listeners are going to say, well, our relationship, we've tried everything. I want it to be happy. I want us to resolve these issues, but it just seems to be too hard and I just don't know what to do. What would you say to them?
1: I would say sometimes we need help. And so many people that I've talked to, whether they're couples or whether it's two people in the workplace or whatever, they've tried already to resolve conflict. Yeah. They've had it go themselves. Sometimes, even in workplace mediation, They've tried to work it out with the manager or the HR person or whatever, Mm. and it didn't work. But when a mediator comes in, they've got a great process. And some of the things we mentioned before about some ground rules, you know, respectful communication, don't interrupt the other person, uh, listen to understand. We work through these things with them prior to the mediation to give them a a way of approaching it in the right frame of mind. Then in the mediation, when we go through the process with all the different steps, it actually helps them so much. And I've seen it over and over and over again. Two people, conflict resolved, but they couldn't do it themselves before, but with the mediator, they were able to get
0: through it. Coming to see you is quite humbling, but also does it feel a bit awkward initially?
1: (sighs) You know, it's great to talk to them before the mediation on a one-to-one basis. So talk to one party separately, then the other party. Mm -hmm. And we're going through that idea of coming in good faith, that you want to resolve this, and teaching them some skills about listening. And also, I give them an emotional sort of coaching lesson to say, this was how you feel in the mediation. You'll feel a little bit unhappy you'll feel a little bit offended you'll feel this way that way it's a bit like a roller coaster ride you go up 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 and then wow you go down really fast <laughs> and you feel <gasps> you know yeah but you know what? at the end of the roller coaster ride, you'll know that you'll be able to step out safely onto ground and you'll be okay. And it's the same with mediation. So I prepare them emotionally for the process.
0: And I think that preparation is so vitally important and having that right attitude and the mindset. But you would find that even though you've set the ground rules, quite often when someone says something, it's either got a barb on it or it's got something that's just a little bit of a sting or a tail. And then the other person says it to get a reaction, and that's what we often do. We do it with our siblings, don't we? We push the buttons because we know we can push those buttons. Do you find that that happens even in relationships, in husband and wife?
1: Yeah, almost every time. And as I mentioned before, the first hour or so is really tough going, and it's emotional and difficult, and it seems to me, the media, like we are just not going to win today. But we nearly always do win because we get to that point, like I said, where the th- switch is thrown and the level of understanding has reached a higher level where they go, okay, I think I get you. Yeah. And I'm prepared to have another go with this. Yeah. Let's work out how we can do this better. Mm. What do we need to change
0: well, speaking about change we have to change our patterns of behavior and yeah. one of those things that we often do is defend ourselves yeah someone says something and you don't agree with it so we defend ourselves and justify ourselves that's another common thing that happens in in your role
1: yeah exactly and if one party's kind of speaking in a way that's hurtful sometimes I'll step in and I'll say to the other party if I was you this is how I would answer that i would say Help me understand why you feel that way.
0: Yeah. Obviously, it seems simple but often the simple things are forgotten yeah. and we don't do those things on a regular basis help me understand it's yeah. a great line isn't it yeah, help so me understand powerful. so powerful can you explain that to me again you know like yes. um, just to clarify so i can get it through my filter yep. of all my defensiveness and my <laughs> my wanting to be right yep. and do you find there's a tendency that males and again this may be a huge generalization males want to be right more than women My experience is that guys want to fix it. So when the
1: female the wife or partner is saying, hey, I'm really unhappy about this, I don't like that, I don't like this, the guys usually want to say, well, we can do this, we can change that, we can make this different, you know, I can do this, you know, why don't we just do that? Mm. They're in fix-it mode. But the girl doesn't need a fix. She wants to be understood. Yeah. She needs the guy to say, tell me how you feel about that.
0: Yeah. And we don't like that. Males don't tend to like those deep and meaningful, <laughs> make it feel a bit more vulnerable. But yeah. I think it's, again, vitally important that when we're having those conversations, to hear what the other person is saying and yeah. not to be dismissive. Exactly. Um, you're saying that the men try to fix things, yeah. but they're not listening and they may be a bit dismissive. Or they do the old classic, you're overreacting or calm down, and that always is very successful.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, some people think that the magic sentence in a relationship is, I love you, but it's actually not. The magic sentence in a relationship is, I get you or I understand you. Yeah. And we don't say that as a way of just making things better. We ask some really great questions to draw out from our partner how they're really feeling and why are they feeling like that and what lies behind those feelings. Mm. And when we reflect back to them and say, this is what I see, this is what I hear, is this how it is for you? When that person believes that you have really understood them, that is equal to intimacy.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent. And I think that is true intimacy, when you see the other person Mm. and you understand you're coming alongside Mm. them, not to be as combatants or Mm. enemies, but companions to yeah. partnership and especially mm-hmm. in the husband and wife relationship but yeah. we see that also in the church or in businesses are so you finding yeah. that they want the business to succeed they mm-hmm. want the church to succeed yeah. but there's a different opinion of how to see that success come into fruition
1: exactly when conflict is so painful it's so tempting to just walk away whether it's a man and a woman in a relationship or whether it's the workplace or whatever but no matter how we separate, it's always very expensive. Yeah. You know, when couples look at divorce, it can look like a relief that this would finally be over, this pain. Mm. But when you talk to people who've been through divorce, they'll tell you it's
0: really hard. Yeah. It's financially expensive, but emotionally oh, and so psychologically yeah. and relationally expensive.
1: Yeah. And I think really in Australia, there's probably a lot of couples out there who are just not happy, but they don't want to get a divorce. Mm. They know that that's really difficult. It's hard on them. It's hard on the kids. It's really expensive. No one wins. They don't want to split up, but they're not happy. And what they need is someone to help them to resolve Mm. these conflicts and get through it and come back to a point where they can enjoy being together.
0: So what would you say to a couple that it's just feeling like we've tried everything, and I use that in inverted commas because obviously there's some other strategies to try, but they want to make it work. So what would be some tips that you would share with that couple who are just not doing well in their resolution of their conflict or they're trying to avoid the conflict altogether, which means it's being swept under the carpet, and that's never successful either.
1: Exactly. You know, one of the greatest tips... Just sounds too easy, but it's to have a date night. And you know what? So many couples don't have that special time when it's just the two of them together yeah. having a chat. You know, you need to put your phone away. You need to turn off the TV. You need to get alone together, go for a walk, go out for dinner, uh, do something together that's fun, have yeah. some enjoyment with each other together. And, you know, a lot of couples just don't do this, they're too busy. They've got kids, there's so much on their plate, they've yeah. got work pressures, you know, and it's just like it's too hard. And when it comes time for true intimacy, it's like oh, it's, it's not working, you know, yeah. it's not fun anymore. But if you have a date night, and I reckon once a week would be great, yeah. And, and a lot of couples would say to me, it's impossible, it can't happen. And I'm saying to you, you need to make it happen.
0: Yeah. You've got to be intentional. Yeah. And it doesn't have to cost you money, but just it's that time, which yeah. is our greatest commodity. Yeah. I want to make this time available for you. It means so much to the other person yeah. that you're actually setting aside mm. your business, mm. your work commitments, your whatevers, mm. and actually saying, I want to give you my undivided attention. Yeah. And you'll find that that is the start or the catalyst for some ongoing healthy yeah. conversations.
1: And just remember this. The first couple of times you do it, it might not be very enjoyable because conflict means that you start talking about things and it just goes the wrong way. Yeah. But hang in there. Keep going. Keep going. Mm. It will get better, and that date night will turn into some really special conversations.
0: Yeah. For those who've got a faith... How do we apply our biblical worldview into healthy conflict resolution?
1: Well, for all of us, humility is one of the greatest virtues that Mm. we can hold, isn't it? If we truly know how much Jesus loves us, we realize that he has forgiven us and changed us because – there's been some junk in our life. Yeah. There's been some wrong believing, wrong thinking, wrong attitudes, you know, and we need to submit our heart to God. And if we're in love with our spouse, our partner, and things have not been good, then the first step is to be open, honest, vulnerable. Don't try and dominate, but try and humble your heart, you know, and this is... A true Christian view, isn't it, to, yeah. to walk like this? Jesus said the meek will inherit the earth. Mm.
0: And that doesn't mean you have to be a doormat and no, put up with no, no. being treated poorly or disrespectfully. Yeah. We're not condoning that at all. Exactly. Yeah. But if we have that humility of heart yeah. and that being vulnerable, that this is how I'm feeling, but I don't want to feel like that anymore. Yeah. What can we do together yeah. to actually make this become not just surviving relationship, but a thriving, God-honoring. And also, dare I say it, our children are watching how Mm. we resolve conflict Mm. as well.
1: You know, one of the things that my wife and I do every night as we're going to sleep is we read a devotional, and then we pray together it yeah. only takes five minutes but we have found it so valuable because it helps us to to talk to god openly honestly about stuff so that that needs to change in my life and in her life and then we pray for the people that we love yeah and it it's been so valuable doing that
0: that's so good and very simple yeah and also dare i say it doable yeah well craig thank you so much for joining us today been a pleasure brett our guest today was craig anderson he's the founder and owner of mediate me his website is mediate me.com if you'd like to find out more resources on healthy conflict resolution including our free two-part video series called caring communication and conflict you can go to our website at families.org.au thank you for joining us today i'm brett ryan inviting you to tune in again for another episode of focus on the family australia